The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Take your Bible this morning and go with me to page 1207. If you have the same Bible as me, the book of Haggai, chapter 2. And this is the main message tonight. Today, I mean, tonight, watching in the different parts of the world. And I'm going to be praying for everybody here this morning. So, so don't leave till we finish praying for everybody. Amen. I want to take a little while and just talk to you about the glorious church. How many have been with us as we talked about the World Economic Forum's greatest nightmare, which is the church? Now, there's always an adverse reaction from people out there when it comes to the church. What they're upset about is religion. Because that's the thing that upsets me, is religion. Or tradition, the doctrines of men. But the true church does never upset me. Our whole ministry from the time we started is all about the church. It's about building the church. Amen. All these groups of people that want to be outside the church, want nothing to do with the church, they actually don't understand what they're even doing. They separated themselves from the family. And everyone should be in a family. Everyone should have a church body that's home where people can vouch for you. Are you with me? How many are glad that you have a home where people can vouch for you? Hell, if you're watching by television, I know we've got many online members, and I know we don't get to see you face to face, but that's why you can come down to one of the conferences at least six times a year, the main four ones, or the men's conference, the ladies' conference, bring your kids to the youth week, kids' week. But let me read this to you right now. In chapter 2 and verse 3, he says, Who is left among you who saw this house and his former glory? Okay, so watch this now. If you don't know what's available to the church, you wouldn't know what the church is supposed to be like. Are you with me? I know what's available to the church. That's why I will never settle for second best. When I know that the presence of God can be in every service. Does that mean that we have services where we lay hands on people and bodies lying everywhere every Sunday? No. No. We have to, as a church, we have to deal with many different subjects. As a pastor, you have to preach the full counsel of God. Are you with me? You have to help people. But... When you walk in here on Sunday mornings and we worship you, you can feel the presence of God. I mean, if you don't feel the presence of God, something's wrong. You know what I mean? Your, your, your wiring is off. 
is corrosion on your terminals, which they just found out these electric cars that everybody had in South Florida, the moment they submerge in salt water, the terminals corrode. Then when they pull them out, if they don't disconnect the batteries and get the help, the fire burns the whole car and there's nothing you can do about it. Anybody want an electric car? Don't live by the, where the water can get to it. All right, move it right along. Okay. Who is left among you who saw this house in his former glory? If I hadn't seen the power of God in operation, I wouldn't know what the church should be. But when you have seen and tasted of the glory of God, and you know what's available, as many pastors said to me, you cannot have a church where the power of God's there on a Sunday morning. I said, why? God can't come on a Sunday morning? Why? Well, he'll offend too many people. I said, then people need to get offended then. Maybe he'll offend people that are full of the devil that don't want to be set free. Why would anybody get offended by the power of God or people getting helped? You're not offended by an emergency room where people are coming in that are struggling and hurting. Are you with me? Then you shouldn't be offended in a church where the power of God comes into manifestation. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, this is not a place, this is not a modeling contest where you come on a Sunday morning and look like internet models. Hello. People are coming to church under every kind of condition known to man. Some people come sick, broke, busted, and disgusted. And then we have to turn them around. But I promise you, under the anointing of heaven, you won't leave you the same way you came in Jesus' name. Between now and the conclusion of the service, even those of you that are watching by way of television, you will not leave here the way that you came. You will not switch off the service without being touched by the very presence of God because there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. The power of God will come right into your home, right into your living room, and touch you right where you are. So he said, is, it, is, is not this in your sight as nothing in comparison to that? And look what he says here. Yet now be strong, alert, and courageous. God is speaking to the church, and I'm likening this to the church. He says, be strong, alert, and courageous. Oh, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, be strong, alert, and courageous. Oh, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and be strong, alert, and courageous, all you people of the land. Say this after me. Be strong. Alert and courageous. Turn to your neighbor and say, be strong, alert, and courageous. Say it again. One more time. So, so while you're sitting here, whether you realize or not, you're actually getting strong while you're sitting here. This service is designed to make you strong. While you're sitting here, you're becoming alert. While you're sitting here, you're becoming courageous. You're going to be more courageous this next week than you've been in past weeks. I look around you, I see a field full of courage. I, I see a field full of alertness. Hallelujah. 
I see a field full of strength. And he says, why do I want you to be that way? He says, because I am with you. When you know that the Lord is with you, then you have nothing to be afraid of. It doesn't matter what they're planning in the foreign lands. It doesn't matter what they're planning against this nation. Even as people are trying to take America into a third world war, even they're trying to get people to nuke one another, God will rip the wheels off of their chariots. The enemy will not be able to do what he wants to do. For this is the hour of the glorious church. Can you say amen? Glory a Dios. I feel a mighty fuego here. Hallelujah. According to the promise that I've covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, how many have come out of Egypt? Good. If you still got Egypt on you, we're going to get it off of you but between now and the end of the service. He says, so my spirit stands and abides in the midst of you. Fear not. Fear not. I speak to you in your homes, you that are gripped by fear. Fear not. I come against that fear and I break it off of you even now. That fear that's kept you locked up in your house. The world's gone crazy. People like Howard Stern who was the radical, what a, locked himself away for two years, never went out of his house. For two years, big boy, whatever. Locked himself away, afraid to go out. You know, when you know that God is your God and the Lord is on your side, you're not afraid of anything. Can you say amen? And you're not afraid of death. Say this, I'm not afraid of death. You're not afraid of death? You didn't know I was standing right there behind you, did you? <laughs> you're, not, you're not afraid of death? You're not, you're not afraid of death? You're, you're not afraid of death? He that hath the Son hath life. Now watch this because I really believe that this is what we're seeing take place right now. He said, for thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more, in a little while, I will shake and make tremble the starry heavens, the earth, the sea, and the dry land. I mean, you're seeing the whole world is in an upheaval. The whole earth is groaning and travailing. Wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, tornadoes, tornadoes, <laughs> hurricanes. Volcanoes. The earth has been doing that from the time of the fall. Good, nothing to do with climate change. Absolutely nothing. It's all a media narrative. It's all about control. To control the masses, to do what they want. 
But we don't do what they want, we do what God wants. So God says, I'm going to shake everything. In other words, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. You'll see that taking place. Does it make you nervous if I walk around like this? Should I go back up over there? You actually are shielding me from the wind because when I'm up there, there's a lot of wind. So it's actually safer for me here. If I go up front, I get blown away. I don't want to be stuck up on one of the speakers here. The stakes are high. I'll shake all nations. Now watch this. The desire and the precious things of all nations will come in. And I will fill this house with splendor, says the Lord of hosts. So when God shakes things, what happens? Things come loose. When things are shaken, they come loose. So why is everything being shaken? So that it can come into the hands of the right people. That's what we're seeing take place right now. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken right now. The thing that cannot be shaken is the kingdom of God. The thing that cannot be shaken is the true church, the glorious church. Why? Because you're unshakable. Because you're upon the rock. His, his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Do you know that cow's name was Zacchaeus? No. So. <laughs> what? Zacchaeus. God says, I will fill this house with splendor, with splendor. I will fill this house with glory. I'm going to fill this house with glory and with splendor. That's what God says. I'm shaking everything, but my house is going to be filled with glory. Because he's coming back for a glorious church, which is not like one group of people, you know, the river. It's people. It's, it's people from every tribe and tongue. Can you say amen? You are the church. The river is just an identity where we meet around. Are you with me? But we have churches all over Florida, and they're part of the church, the glorious church. They didn't close. They didn't shut down. They didn't back off. They kept laying hands on people. They kept casting out devils. They kept doing what Jesus said to do. Can you say amen? And they will be more glorious. You will be more glorious. Even in these last few months of the year, as we finish out October, November, December. Can you believe it's almost November now? I mean, Lord have mercy. Didn't we just cook a turkey? <laughs> Who can believe it's mid, almost, you know, October? I mean, here we are. So the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former house. So because he's coming back for a glorious church. Don't look around all nervous because I'm coming up the aisle. The glory of the latter house will be greater. Greater than the former house. Greater. That's what he said. I said that's what he said. Hallelujah. 
Say this ought to be the glory of the, of the latter house. Will be greater than the former house. Say this off to me, I'm a part of the latter house. We're not part of the former house. We're not coming here with the blood of bulls and goats. Imagine if we had to come and offer up a sacrifice here. No, just put yourself on the altar. Like one preacher said, he said the problem with the living sacrifice, it has a tendency to crawl off the altar. Are you with me? The silver is mine. Say this after me. The silver is mine. And the gold is? You watched during this hurricane, all the silver and gold couldn't stop a storm. Let me just encourage you, please, for the next five years, do not buy any cars coming from South Florida. I don't care how great the deal is. It's something that's been submerged. Are you with me? Raise your right hand and say, Pastor, I promise not to buy cars coming from South Florida. I'm just trying to help you, that's all. So it says here, the latter glory of this house with its successor to which Jesus came shall be greater than the former. I feel like I need a flag of some sort. The glorious church, which that's what the enemy is so afraid of. He's afraid of the church taking its place. He's afraid of you taking your place. He'd rather you be quiet and that you comply. I heard that PayPal was going to charge everybody $2,500 for misinformation. Did, who, how many heard that? And then they just reversed it. I think they find themselves $2,500 for misinformation. It's a joke, but... That's what PayPal were doing. You know, suddenly you've got these outside agencies telling us what to preach, what to say. That's misinformation. No. Every man's a liar and God's word is true. Anything that's not in line with the scripture is misinformation. Can you say amen? Say this off to me, the glorious church. Now, when you realize that you are unshakable because your life is established upon the rock, his name is Jesus. 
He's our shelter. Our life is hidden in the cleft of the rock. When he takes you and he puts you in the cleft and he covers you, there's no devil that can touch you. You're on heaven's assignment. That means every single day as you go about your ways of obedience and service, the Lord is with you. That even if there was a problem, God would tell you and he would take you another way. Amen. Amen. Pastor Tom, when we were down there, he was so distraught. He said, everything's ruined. I said, no, you're going to come out better than ever. The insurance company called them. They said, we're going to pay you out in full for everything that you need to do. That building's needed. It needed to have a new roof anyway. They're going to get everything they need. I told you. I said to him this morning, I told you, I told you, I told you you would be better off after this thing than you were before. Yes, there's some people that house floated away, but that God will bless them, give them a better house. Some of their houses needed to float away. Are you with me? Sorry for your cow, but some people's houses needed to flow away. Anyway, move right along here. So, you and I are hidden in the cleft of the rock. You and I are in the secret place of the Most High. We're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, and He's with us. That's the glory of the church, that He's protecting you in your ways of obedience and service. Not just you, but your children and your children's children and all the way down. Can you say amen? amen? You will not live in fear. You shall not fear by night. You shall not fear by day. But you shall stand strong for the Lord. Thy God is with you. Hallelujah. And he's taking you from glory unto glory. You being stronger than ever before. More courageous than you've ever been before. Can you say amen? Amen. It was one of the things you realize that the only people that can help in a time of upheaval are people that are strong and courageous. I mean, these people, they, they, it's like the Wild West in some places. They're looting, they're doing whatever. The sheriff of Polk County said, if people come and loot you, just shoot them like grated cheese, like, you know. Get them saved first. But you can almost say this for the world and the earthly kingdom, everything that can be shaken is being shaken. The whole of Hollywood's being shaken. All of the media is being shaken. People that rode the crest of the wave of the media are now losing their jobs. Don Lemon hit. Done. CNN, done. All of these mainstream media outlets are done, over. It's finished. Nobody pays any attention to them. Nobody's interested. Nobody cares. Can you say amen? Amen. Verse 6, he says, the starry heavens, the earth, the sea, and the dry land. Well, I'm standing here under starry heaven. I'm on the earth. I'm on dry land. And we're right near the sea. And he says, everything's going to be shaken. But you will not 
viselkedik. Now, these people say, well, Pastor, you know, Bible prophecy says certain things happen. Yeah, and that's true. But the Lord spoke to me and said that the end is not yet. Can you say amen? amen? This gospel of the kingdom will be preached. This gospel will be preached in all the world. Then the end shall come. And he said, I'm going to fill this house. You, you're not ready for the glory that, and the dimensions of the glory for this end time church that shall be seen in this final hour. This last week, I wept because I was supposed to be in Africa for an event called the Gathering of the Kings with Overland Missions. I'm on their board, and they wanted me there. What took place this past week, the largest gatherings of, of monarchs in world history that we know in hundreds and hundreds of years. I don't believe there's ever been another gathering. I know David Livingston would have given anything for this. We had 55 kings of Africa fly in and were there. Wow. 280 chiefs and paramount chiefs flew in. And they said, please, would you come? I said, I don't feel that the Lord wants me to be there at this time. But I said, I will pay for it. I can't come, but I will pay for it. And I said, oh, what's the budget? They said, Pastor, we don't know what the budget is right now. So I sent him 100 grand, sent him another 100,000. And I, they said to me, you know, we think the budget's going to be about 380. So Friday, I called them. I want to send them another 100,000, and I give another the balance by the end of the month, you know. Are you with me? We've been a major building program. So I called them up. I said, what, what, how much more do you need? He said, don't send any money. I said, what do you mean? He said, no. He said, all the money came in, yeah, in Africa. Everything came in in Africa. We paid for everything. He said, it was another 180000 We paid for every single thing. And I can't even tell you the kings that came from Muslim countries, listen, that did not want to come to the meeting, but the guys so rolled out the red carpet for them, they came to the meeting, they even gave them a Bible. And, the, and they have, the kings have invited them to their palaces. Amen. Are you with me? And so we're going to do another one next year. I'm not going. And then the, one of these years, I'm flying all those kings here. We're going to have all the kings come right here under the pavilion. I'm telling you right now. I've already seen it in the spirit. And when I tell you, when I tell you this, folks, you don't understand what's happening. David Livingston lived for this moment, and we're seeing it happen right now. Don't tell me God's finished. Don't tell me the Lord is done. Don't tell me God's finished. The glorious church is rising up in the power of the Spirit. Nations will be shaken. The kings and the presidents, the leaders will come to the church in this hour. Hallelujah. So I attended the conference on one. I watched. I just wept. I just wept. They said, you should be. I said, no, I'm in the right place. You there. And Grand Chief... Matthew Kuhn went and addressed them. He walked out with all his eagles. He's like a legend over there because for whatever reason, they, they don't like Indians from India. I think they've been taken advantage to meet them, but they loved him. He's a red Indian. Amen. And he got up and was speaking in the dialect. You could have heard a pin drop. Dr. Phil Smith said, Matthew went to the restroom. 400 people followed him. They all wanted pictures. I'm telling you, this is awesome. So, and he prayed with everybody and led them in the prayer to accept Jesus. 
as their Lord and Savior. Hallelujah! So I'll, I'll be putting we'll be putting together a collage, a video of things so you can see what actually happened. I knew what was happening, but a lot of people wouldn't know because they don't understand kings of Africa. Next level, folks. The glory of the latter house. Remember the queen of Sheba. And there were queens there. It wasn't just kings. There were queens coming. Just like Sheba. The descendants of Sheba. The king, the king of Ethiopia was there. He was there. He was there. He was there. He came to Dr. Phil Smith as he grabbed a hold of him. He said, do you remember when Philip spoke to the eunuch? So Philip used my joke, said, yeah, but he never had any children. He said, doesn't really matter. He said, this is the second one coming to you right now. That happened once with Philip, but I'm coming to you. And you, Philip, I'm coming to you. You have to come. Oh, yeah. And he began to name the tribes in Ethiopia that are unreached. He said, come, help me reach these unreached people. I'm telling you, the kingdoms of this earth will become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And he will reign forever and forever and forever. You are part of the glorious church. And there's other things that I wish I could tell you, but it's involving places that you would never think that we would have favor with. In countries that have been closed to the gospel, that are now open to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Next level. The silver is mine, the gold is mine. The ladder of this house shall be greater than the former house. Well, the glory was so great that the queen of Sheba fainted. Now, I think she was overcome by the presence of God personally, but that's okay. She couldn't believe what she saw. She said, I'd heard about this. But the half has never yet been told. What God is doing, this is only the beginning of River Church. It's only the beginning of what God's doing. We're not in competition with another ministry. We're not in competition. We're not trying to get our name anywhere. We're just only doing what God's called us to do. We're not going to be fighting with anybody. If you fight, you fight alone. I might rebuke you, but I'm not going to hang around for the fight. And we're not going to allow nonsense because we have to protect the congregation. So if you feel that's a little strong, then you better go somewhere else. You know, I'm not going to change that. You're free to do whatever God tells you to do. But when it comes around the family, we're going to stay in line with the scripture and with the word of God. Can you say amen? Not people's opinion. So he says, in this place, I'm going to give peace and prosperity. Blessing. Provision. That's yours. This next week, this next week, between now and next Sunday, to see the hand of God, to see his glory and his provision being made manifest in your life, in your home, your marriage, your business, your finances, 
whatever you touch, whatever you touch. not the hour of the end of Christ, but the hour of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. I know there's people here today that would say, Pastor, I just feel like, well, what, what difference am I going to make? You know, I could have reflected that way if you go back to when I started the ministry and said, what difference could I even make if I'd listened to the intimidation of the enemy? If I'd have listened to what other people said, if I'd listened to the critics of what they said, I would have said to Adonica, you know, we're not going to make any difference. Who do we think we are? But it was never about who we thought we were. It was about who we knew him to be. Are you with me? You've heard me tell the story. I'm in a meeting. A lady crawls up. She's under the power. She crawls up and grabs my trouser leg and pulls on my pant leg. And I look down. She says, who are you? This is a three-week meeting. This is like two and a half weeks in the meeting. She's hit by the power. I'm walking down the aisle. She's crawling on the floor and grabs on my trouser leg and pulls and says, who are you? She didn't even know who I was. Why do people think that it's very important that people know who you are? But what did he say? If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. In this hour, the glorious church will lift up Jesus and will exalt Jesus and will shout his name and his name shall be great. Hallelujah. And the more they tell us to be quiet, the louder we will shout. We will shout his name. Hallelujah. We will shout his name. We called and chosen to occupy until he comes. And if you want to read that whole passage, Matthew's Gospel, 24 through 14 through 4 through 14, go read that out. Now, Please call the number on the screen, those that need prayer. Council standing by to pray with you and for you. This is live right now, Sunday morning from the River Tampa Bay Church. In the early hours of March the 17th, in the year 2020, at 10 minutes past two in the morning, when the fire of God came into the room, everything changed. I saw everything differently. It's like a whole adjustment takes place on the inside. You know, not that I saw things 
opposite before. I saw things, but I only was able to operate in the light of what I'd received. But things became clearer to me and became plain to me. And it was an instant, like you would snap your finger. His grace, his mercy, his love, his kindness, his goodness, his protection, his provision. Every essence of God flooded my very being at that moment. And whatever fear of consequence that I had before left. So there's no even thought of the consequences. You don't even think of the consequences. Well, if we do that, then this will happen. There are no thoughts of consequences. So that's a dangerous place to be in for the devil. When people of God have no fear of consequences. Can you say amen? Because they have nothing to lose. And I'm going to tie this together here because when he said, I'm going to shake all nations and the desire, the treasure, the word their desire is treasure. Just like when the wise men came and brought gifts at the birth of Jesus. They came from the east. They brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They brought treasure. Wise men from the east. Are you with me? The same way he says, when I shake all nations, the desire, what does the world desire for? They desire for all these things. In actual fact, the world is in upheaval. They are so concerned. They're so, uh, right now, everything's on the verge of a total collapse. Whatever they thought was real is, 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 is like, it's like smoke is blowing it away. I mean, they don't even know what they can even trust in, you know, they, well, I bought this over here, the value dropped. I bought that, the value dropped. I don't know where to put my money. How many know what I'm talking about? I mean, people are crazy out there. That's why I tell people the gospel is the safest place for what you're doing. It is. Well, you just want money. No, I'm just telling you the way the kingdom of God functions. When you take care of God's house, God takes care of your house. When you put God first place, God Look, do you think you're going to put, let me ask you a question. Do you think you're going to put God first place and the Lord's going to dump you? Huh? You think you're going to take care of God and his work and his kingdom and the Lord's going to let you fail? Do you think that way? Impossible. Because God doesn't lie. He's not a man that he should lie. Can you say Amen. Neither the Son of Man that he should repent. Hath he said it, shall he not do it? Hath he spoken, shall he not make it good? The prophet even said, Behold, I've received a commandment to bless, and he is blessed, and I cannot reverse it. That's why the devil can curse you all he wants to, but he can't stop the blessing of heaven that's upon your life and the grace of God that's upon your life, upon your wife, upon your children, upon your grandbabies and your great-grandchildren, and even upon your cow. Your stakes will sell for greater prices than other people's stakes. But I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, don't touch the church. That's why I want to encourage the church. You're in a safe place. You're in safe hands, in the hand of the Lord Jesus. He's not going to let anything come against you or touch you to destroy your life. Impossible. When you're obeying him and you're serving him and you talk to him every day, 
Are you with me? And you just humble to say, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And, you, and you're humble enough to pray, I'll only do your will. I'll only do. I don't care what you tell me to do, I'll do it. Then he's going to look after you and take care of you. Hallelujah. So that's an encouragement that the Lord wants to encourage his people. So here's the, the other thing was, which I'm still trying to decipher, I'm still trying to decode this, was, and I've read it from the book of Ephesians, and I'm not going to go there now because if I do, I'm not going to be able to lay hands on everybody. I'm, I'll go for another hour. So, But was the whole thing was the, the treasury, the rich treasury of his glory, that in that moment, in the treasury of heaven, there was... Whatever you needed was there. Whatever you needed, whatever the church needed was there. That the Lord was just waiting for the church by faith to access it. Are you with me? Now, I'll get into this when we start the conference, but... Let me give you a little, a little blurb. A little, who wants a little, like a blurb, like I So people message me, go, okay. So if it's a double portion, and that was under the Old Testament, why are we still talking about a double portion? I mean, obviously we have the spirit without measure and all that kind of stuff. So why would there be a double portion? And I said, well... It's very evident that many people don't even have a portion. <laughs> so yes, we, we have access to all this, but where is it then? If you have access to all this stuff under the new covenant, show me. Show me. So that's what I've been talking about. Under the new covenant, there is no limit. In the rich treasury of the glory, there wasn't. You didn't need to worry about a portion. There was unlimited. But I'm going to talk to you about taking the portion that you're operating under and walking in the double of that because it's got nothing to do with anointing. This has to do with faith. There's anointing over here, and then there's faith over here. The anointing's available to everybody, but not everybody operates in the same level of faith, and that's what we're going to be talking about. Can you say amen? So, what if I was able to tell you that during the conference, I was going to show you how to take the faith you're operating under right now, and you're doing great things for God? We're not... We're not saying anything other than you're doing great things for God. You should be commended. But what if I told you we we're going to show you how to double the faith that you're operating in right now? A double marriage, double portion. Can you say amen? So that you can do more. So under 
The rich treasury of his glory is this acceleration. It's like everything's being accelerated. I've never seen things happening so fast. In the world, I've never seen things happening so fast. Things that happen twice a year happening every week. But in the church, I'm seeing the same thing happen. You can't look back on this past week and realize that you can bring together 55 kings of Africa and 280 chiefs and paramount chiefs and not realizing that would take, that would take lifetimes Lifetimes are being accomplished in a week. I'm telling you, an acceleration, even as we come out of October, November, December, that you will see that take place in the final two months of this year. Can you say amen? And it's in every dimension of your life. Empowered to accomplish. The purposes of God. And I know there's people all anxious about, well, is there going to be a nuclear war and all that kind of stuff? Look, who cares? Who cares? You know, they've been rattling nukes for all these years. Could there be one? There could be a lot of things. But I don't live under the realm of could be. Let me refresh your memory. How many were with us in the month of October 2020 at the Ministers Leaders Conference two years ago? If you remember, I told everybody in the October before that I would tell you about the next 10 years. How many remember that? Okay. And when I went to pray about it, for my stupid head, thought another fire would come in the room and I'd have a pen and notebook and start writing down everything for the next 10 years. And there was nothing. I'm on, the, I'm on my face. God, you've got to tell me now. Because I ain't making nothing up. I'll just go and tell people I was wrong. I'm not making up one thing. You have to tell me now. And I heard him laugh. He laughed. He laughed at me. He laughed at me. Somebody said, you mean God laughed at you? Didn't offend you? No, because I needed to be laughed at. He laughed at me. I'm on my face. I'm crying out, God, you've got to speak to me. Tell me about the next 10 years. And he laughed and he said, oh, you. Oh, you. He laughed at me. You see everything with the natural eye. He said, I'd call the church to occupy till I come. He said, tell them to occupy. Tell them there's an election in November. Tell them there's another one four years later. Tell them there's another one four years after that. That means the next 10 years there's three elections. Tell them what I told you. I don't care who's in the White House, and I don't care who's in this agency or that. You get up every day, you do what I tell them to do, tell them to do what I tell them to do, get married, have children, 
get married, have children, build houses, start your businesses, start your companies, and do only what I tell them to do, and I will be with you as I have been with every other generation from the Book of Acts until now. And it was like a microphone drop, like a mic drop. And I'm sitting there, and I go, that's it? That's all? But when you think about it, that's deep. I said, that's deep. So a lot of the shaking that's taking place will take place through God's people that are accomplishing. That's what just happened in Zambia. Are you with me? A shaking took place because they dared to believe God to bring in 55 kings and 280 chiefs and paramount chiefs. And probably which was the biggest thing they'd ever attempted in their whole ministry. I know there's a lot of preachers who would love to be there. Are you kidding me? You turned down the ability to go and speak there. I said, it's not my place. It's not my platform. Let them do what they do. And they did a stellar job. It was off the chain. I just sat and wept. I know, I know what God's called me to do. I'm not looking for another person's platform. But I want you to know, every single one of you are a part of what just happened in Africa. Yeah, you're part of it. You're part of it. So I cannot overemphasize this. You have to listen to me. The Lord is with you. And he's with you strong. Today, when I come, when I come and let me just say this, nobody's forced to be prayed for. So when we call for prayer, and you, you only get prayer if you want to. We're not forcing anybody. We don't practice any kind of whatever the critics say we do. This is scriptural by the laying on of hands. It's a point of contact and it's impartation. If you don't like that or you want to question that, don't come on the line. I'm not here to prove anything. I'm not here to prove anything. You falling down or not falling down has got nothing to do with me. It's a point of contact where you say, I believe I've received the moment the hands are laid upon me. Just like the woman in the issue of blood when she came and touched the hem of his garment. And she touched him. And as she touched him, she was whole. That's a point of contact for you that are watching my television. As you call in with your prayer requests, we're going to lay hands on those requests and pray. I'm going to get the pastors to come. Before we line everybody up, we're going to pray over this prayer request. Quickly, go to the phones right now. Pastor Eric, do we still have the calls coming? Yeah. When are we going to bring it to me? I'm waiting for them. Look at this. Wichita, Kansas, need a financial breakthrough. This one's from Arizona, needing healing in their body. Another one, Rapid City, South Dakota, need healing. Penino, Washington, they need a, a job. They need a financial breakthrough. Mobile, Alabama, they need healing. 
for throat cancer, Lubbock, Texas, need guidance and joy. Phoenix, Arizona, salvation for the family. Columbus, Ohio, they need strength. San Antonio, Texas, need healing over the whole body. North uh, Wells, Pennsylvania, need healing for the husband. Recommitted their life. West uh, Lyon, or Oregon, multiple sclerosis, needing healing for the body. Brandon, Florida, needing healing from hip pain. Yeah, why aren't you here, Brandon? Get here, Brandon. Heart cell, Alabama, prayer for healing. Alexandria, Virginia, needing healing for a friend. Another person healing for the body. They just gave their life to the Lord from Massachusetts. Newport Ritchie, um, they need a vehicle for their handicapped daughter. A person, Davenport, Florida, praying for, um, they need a house. I think the house was washed away with the hurricane. Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, healing from a lump in their body. Lakeland, Florida, they also needing a breakthrough in their life and their relationship. Um, Jackson, Pennsylvania, also they recommitted the life of the Lord. Heber Springs, Arkansas, also needing a healing. Winter Haven, Florida, they just recommitted the life of the Lord, but they need, they need some relief um, from the, the flood waters there. Lazelle, Georgia, also need job and breakthrough. Uh, also, person calling from Maine, I think I've, I've done that one. Here, let me give this back to you. Some of these I think I went through already. So I'm looking for the new ones. So we're going to pray over that in just a few minutes. But how many needed to hear this today? You see, it's not about you. I'm, you know, how do I make myself more glorious? I can't. He makes the church glorious. And you are being changed and you're going from glory unto glory unto glory. So how many realize that you will operate under greater glory now than what you did three, four years ago? Because every time the glory of God comes, it does a work on the inside of you. I see things in another dimension. I understand things that I didn't understand to the fullest. I understand now. And that's what God will do with every one of you. So I don't want this church, I don't want anybody who is a member of this church to be worried about your finances. Listen to me carefully. I don't want you worried about money. I want you focused on the kingdom. And as you focus on the kingdom, God will take care of the rest. Because as he shakes loose of these treasures, they will come into your, they'll come to those that are focused on the kingdom. They will come into the hands of the righteous. They will come into the hands of God's people. Blessing and more blessing. They will overtake your life on every side. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, blessed Lord Jesus. Therefore, there will be no lack amongst God's people. There will be no lack amongst this church. There will be no lack amongst the church members of this congregation. Every one of you shall see the hand of God. Every one of you on a daily basis shall see the Lord's hand and his guidance. Whatever you put your hand to will prosper. And you'll see it accelerated. There's going to be an acceleration. You're going to have to get ready for the acceleration. You're going to have to hold on for the acceleration. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Only do what he tells you to do. Don't try to 
something that starts in the spirit, now organize it in the natural. You can't. You're just going to have to go along for the ride. You're going to have to trust the Holy Ghost. You're going to have to trust Him. You're going to have to launch out into the deep. You're going to have to let down your nets for a draft. But Lord, we fished all night and caught no nothing. We've caught no fish. Get ready. It's going to be net-breaking, boat-sinking loads of fish that are coming to the kingdom. The fish, not only in the area of provision, but the fish in the area of souls. There's going to be the two that there won't be room enough to receive it. I'm telling you right now, more souls than ever before. The Spanish, the Spanish, the Latino revival that just took place here. What is, how many, almost 750 people gave their lives to the Lord? Yeah, just one mile from this place. One mile from this place. Hallelujah. Glory to us. All happening at the same time. Food going out. Crusade happening a mile away. The stand taking place with the crazy evangelists from Pittsburgh. Which he, he, I was on the phone with him. He said, I'm really bored. I said, but you just came off the road. I know I'm bored. He said, if I stay here, I'm going to cause trouble. He said, I wish I had a place to preach. I said, well, come here. That's how he came. It was a Friday. He said, I'm really bored. I need to go somewhere and preach. I said, well, come down here. He said, you serious? I said, I don't say come down here for nothing. If you want to preach, come down here. He's a mess. <laughs> Yesterday he was riding one of our businessmen's Rolls Royce. You know, the, the guy gave him the Rolls Royce to ride. He's riding in the middle of Tampa, and there's a protest for my body, my choice. <laughs> they all waved at him. He rolled down the window and he smiled at them. He said, Ladies, ladies, I have it on good authority. There's nobody that would ever make any of you pregnant. And then he rode off. I said, how could you do that? If they had rocks, they would have, they would have stoned the whole rolls to pieces. Jonathan. Hey, ladies, I have it on good authority. No one's going to make any of you pregnant. What a character. <laughs> so let's do this right now. This was the message, and I thought, well, I'll just do this, and then we'll do the offering, because it kind of leads into that. And then we're going to pray for everybody here today. That once prayer. And we don't normally do this on a Sunday, but I'm doing it today here. Amen. What do you believe in the Lord for this week? I'm talking about in the natural. How many of you got some big things in the natural you believe in the Lord for? So let's do this. Let's extend our faith over those things this week.
I mean, I'm talking about stuff that must happen between now and next Sunday. Who's got some stuff that must happen between now and next Sunday? Okay, so let's pray. Shall we pray over that right now? And when we pray, we're going to commit it to God, and then we're not going to worry about it again. And when we commit it to God, we're going to say it's done. Because it is done. Because that's how you pray in faith. Can you say amen? So just lift your hands right now. You, each one, telling the Lord exactly what you're needing. You that are watching my television, telling the Lord exactly what you're needing. And let's pray for miracles over the next seven days. Father, I thank you as we join together as a church collectively here, not just in this great pavilion that you provided, but also in people's homes as they're watching. As we join our faith together for these needs that need to be taking place Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, that between now and next Sunday that we see mountains moved out of the way, supernatural abundant provision to come in from the north, the south, and the east, and the west. And we call it in. As things are shaken loose, let them be shaken loose, even this week, to come at the hands of your people. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. And Father, we commit this to you even now. We call it in. We call in the vehicles, the transportation that's needed. In the name of Jesus, we call in the properties that needed, the houses that are needed, uh, apartments, whatever, office complexes, whatever is needed, we call it in. Whatever in the natural is needed right now, I release it by the gift of faith. And I speak it over your life in Jesus' name that this week shall be a supernatural week of miracles and increase in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for it even now. In the name of the Lord, from the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west, from the north, from the south, and from the east, and from the west, we call in all of the provision, whatever is needed in Jesus' mighty name. Right now, Father, we thank you that we are tithers, we are givers, we are sowers of seed. We help the poor, we help the needy, we help your people, we help the families of God, and we thank you that you help us, and we thank you even now that we call it in, that even now the enemy is bound. Devil, you take your hands off of their provision. Now I bind you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that the angels of heaven are bringing it in. It's coming in from every side. It's coming in. It is supernatural. And we give you praise. Now lift your hands and give him praise. Lift your hands and give him glory. Lift your hands and thank him. It is done. It is done. It is done, 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 it is done. It is done. I want to give an invitation right now. If you're watching by way of television and you've never ever given your life to Jesus, you were clicking through the channels and it came on the service and you wondered where it is. 
because Christian television is not like this normally in 30 minute program, one hour program. This thing's been going already two and a half hours. We normally run from 9.30 to 1.30 live. So you'll see, the, you'll see, you're gonna see us praying for everybody here. We're on television for the only reason to bring the presence of God into people's homes. This is not a production. We don't produce anything. This is raw. It's live. And as it happens. If there are mistakes, they're evident to everybody. So much today is produced that even the anointing that was there is taken out. But the presence of God is here today on this field and in your homes. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you've come here today and you're watching you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus, my Lord and Savior, but today I want to make him Lord and save him alive. Today I want to give my life to Jesus. Friend, what would happen if this was your last day on the earth? If you put your head on your pillow tonight, the middle of the night you went home or you died, where would, where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You don't have to go to devil's hell because 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross, the price was paid, the blood was shed. And just like that old song said, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood was all they good to stain today. The power of sin is going to be broken. The power of guilt and shame is going to be removed from your life. You might have come one way or you tuned in one way, but you're going to tune out another way. You'll leave another way. Today he calls you. Today he stands with arms wide open and says, come, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He calls you, will you come? Will you say, yes, Lord? Will you say, yes, Lord? I surrender to you today. He loves you so much. You say, but I've done so many things, he would never receive me. That's a lie from hell. The very fact that you're even here today, the very fact that you even tuned in today means he's not done with you. He's calling you now. Will you surrender and say, yes, Lord? Maybe you're here this morning on this field or you're watching in your homes, even on the reruns, and you say, I gave my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. I allowed the things of the world to come in. I lost my first love. I've lost that joy, that peace that I once had. There was a time when I was radically on fire for God, but I lost my way. Maybe you allowed the things that are hidden in the heart to come and clog your heart. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, the hidden things. But he calls you now. He said, I will give you a new heart, a new spirit I'm going to put within you. A new spirit, a new heart. Will you allow him to do that? Will you allow him to come and have his way in you? He calls you even now and says, come. Today is your day of freedom. Today is your day of liberty. Today is your day of forgiveness. He calls you. Will you surrender to him? Will you say, yes, Lord Jesus? Yes. He loves you so much. Today you will be set free and totally transformed and changed by the power of his blood. Maybe you've come and you say, Pastor, it's not hidden. It's something outward. Everybody knows what I've done and I feel like I'm so embarrassed. Well, the Lord says, come. There's a new day for you, a new beginning. There's a new chance, a new opportunity for you. Will you surrender to him afresh? He calls you. 
He says, come. Come now. Come. He calls you. Maybe it's not hidden or outward as we described. Maybe it's a storm that came against your life like a hurricane from hell, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened. It rocked your world, took your breath away. But the Lord says, come, come, come to me. Come to me. Will you let him do it? And then maybe you're sitting here, you're watching in your homes and you, you say, I love the Lord, but I don't have any assurance that I'm saved. The devil's always beating me up, telling me that I'm not saved. And I really want to know. I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm a child of God. Can I know? Can I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm a child of God? Yes, you can. And today you can know. If you fit in any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you. Right where you are, even in your homes, quickly. Put your hand up and say, pray for me right now. Thank you, 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 thank you. All across the field, all the way to the back. Quickly, just slip it up high and say, yes, that's me. That's me. That's me. Thank you, Lord. You may put your hands down. Now, if you're sitting out there and you did not raise your hand, but you want to be included in the prayer, we're going to pray right now. Quickly put your hand up and say, include me. Another hand that side. Anyone else? Hand over here. Anybody else? Another hand there. Anyone else? Just slip it up high. I want you to look at me right now. Every person that raised your hand, if you would stand all across the building, please stand right now. Stand right now. I want you to bring your personal belongings and come right now. We're going to pray for you. you come today is your day of freedom and deliverance no turning back the cross before me The world behind me. The cross before me. The cross before me. The world behind me. Turning back. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. 
You can take the whole world. You can take the whole But give me Jesus. Take the whole world. Give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I want you to look at me right now. We're going to pray one prayer, one prayer for us all. If you mean business with God, God means business with you. You in your homes, we're going to pray together. I want you to close your eyes and just raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. And pray this together with me right now. Say this out loud. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. I will be saved. So, Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in the heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me, change me, fill me, and use me. From this day, I'll serve you. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. And I'll be what you want me to be. Not my will, but yours be done. Thank you now for saving me. From this day, I'll serve you. In Jesus' name. Now just lift those hands. Father, I pray over them now that you would seal them by your blood and by your spirit. That on that day, not one would be missing. And raise them up to be mighty men and women of God. And use them to impact this generation, we pray. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown or for additional resources, visit Revival.com.